Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of God of all ages, welcome to the City Place Church Podcast. Wherever you are in the world, we thank you for making the time to tune in. Take a moment to get focused, clear your mind, close your eyes, open your heart, and receive what God has for you on this day. Come on, City Place. How awesome was it to see my forever girlfriend, Pastor Ty, leading us into service. Now, I want to make sure I have my cards. I want to make sure that you have yours. We're going to set the atmosphere later. Pastor Ty is going to come back and she's going to lead us in a practical, just a practical tool for us to be able to pray and focus in as we push through and as we continue to focus during these 21 days of prayer and fasting. So make sure whether you have paper uh, or note cards, whatever it is, you want to have those because this will be a practical tool to just continue to add fuel to our fire and pushing into God's presence. So make sure that you have that. Um, it's going to be a good, good day today. I don't know about you. As I say that like every week. I don't know about you and I always clap my hands. Have y'all noticed that? I always clap my, my hands. Um, but I'm excited about getting a chance to just uh, speak God's word to you again this Sunday. We kicked off a focus around the power of fasting. And as I was thinking and just studying uh, this week, I came up with just like something else that jumped out uh, to me from the verse that we read last week when Jesus was talking to his disciples. And he said, this kind uh, is only impacted through prayer and fasting. So we're going to lean in today. And, and the, 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 the thought of my focus is this. It's the transition of power. It's the transition of power. Uh, I spent 10 years working in professional basketball. And if there was one thing that I noticed when it came to leadership, the teams that excelled the best always had a really smooth leadership flow from the owner to the president of the team to the general manager to the coach to the team captain to the point guard to the players all on the team there was this rhythm of power and authority that came down from the head that was received at every level and executed the way that the owner saw but anytime over the course of my years and i'm sure if you look around anywhere, but anytime there was a team that kind of went up and down or just kind of stayed at the bottom, there was always some sort of a struggle when it came to power. There was, the, the power couldn't flow, so the result that the owner desired couldn't be seen on the court. And so as I was preparing today, all I could think about was that God has a plan for you and I over these 21 days of prayer and fasting. And we want to make sure that heaven's power is transitioned to us in the right way. And last week we talked about just the, 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 the elements of fasting and why we fast. We, we, we said that we fast because we have a burden. There's, there's a weight, there's a need, or we need deliverance from an area. We need provision. We, we we're trying to get God's purpose and God's call for our life. Maybe we're fasting for our family or for marriage. We, we have a target as to why. We talked about the purpose of fasting, and the only way that we could fast successfully was that we needed God's perspective on fasting. And we dove into Isaiah 58, where God said, 
you will be fasting and you can pray and you can do all those different things. But when you do that, you end up pulling your flesh in. You've got strife. You've got wickedness that you bring in. And then you ask me, am I not hearing when you fast? And then he said, but this is the fast that I've chosen for you. I'm, I'm going to break yokes. I'm going to lift burdens. I'm going to free the oppressed. He said, I'm going to open up your heart to the brokenhearted so that when you walk past the brokenhearted and they're naked, you'll clothe them where your house will be a house of peace. And then he says, and when you call on me, I'll answer. God's fast. Today, I want to lean in on the transition of power. And in order to do that, I want to go back to the original verse that we read last week in Matthew chapter 17. 20 through 21. It says this. So Jesus said to his disciples, because of your unbelief, for surely I say to you, if you have faith as a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, be removed from here to there and it will move. And nothing, everybody say nothing. Nothing will be impossible for you. However, this kind does not go out except by prayer and fasting. This kind does not go out except for prayer, by prayer and fasting. In this story, Jesus has been ministering to his, to his disciples because they, they couldn't see the power. We talked about it last week. They couldn't see the power in an area. And Jesus identifies, he says, now, if you want to see this happen, there is power for you to be able to speak to a mountain and tell it to move. He says, but in order for that mountain to move, like if I've got this, this, this screen behind me and, and I, I can say, screen, move. But in order for this screen to move, Jesus says there needs to be bookend on one side prayer and on the other side fasting. It, 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 the mountain won't move if there's not a bookend of prayer and fasting. But I love it because when you look deeper into the story, Jesus says now, you can speak to the mountain. However, the mountain will move when you throw in prayer and fasting. I believe Jesus is saying, listen, you can try something in your own strength, but if you will allow me to pull you further. Remember, we said that fasting is the, the setting aside of the, the personal gratification so that we can see all that the spirit of God has. Jesus says, if you will set aside your whatever it is that would distract you from my presence. I will transition to you the power of heaven in the place of what you give up. Are you with me so far? Jesus says this kind changes. This situation changes when you include prayer and you bring in fasting, which is all resting in the spirit of God. He says, when you transition from what you think you can do to where the power really lies, he says, this kind of situation changes because of what you were willing to change. Let's go to a second scripture. Luke chapter 5, 4 through 11. It says this, when Jesus had stopped speaking, he said to Simon, launch out into the deep, let down your nets for a catch. But Simon answered and said to him, Master, we have toiled all night and caught nothing. Pause for a second. Have you ever done something and you felt like you've been there all day, all night? Maybe it's the 
DMV line, Walmart, and you feel like I've been here all night, traffic on I-4 all night if you live in Orlando. Side note, shout out to everybody watching today. Y'all, I just came in all hot. Ah, I was like, my wife already welcomed everybody. If you're joining us for the very first time, welcome to City Place. Welcome to the family. Our notes are available online, cityplacechurch.com backslash note. Do me a favor, share today's message, like, subscribe. Can y'all believe I was just, ah, just right out the gate. But look, Jesus says this. He says, look, I want you to cast your net on the other side. And they said, but we've toiled all night. Have you ever been in the place where it seems like you've just been grinding? You've just been going. And it seems like you're just grinding right where you are. And you're just grinding and you're just grinding. And it seems like you, you look up and a month's gone by and you're just grinding and you're just grinding. And time is still time is still moving, but it seems like you're still stuck. The disciples said, Jesus, we, we, we've been toiling all night. We've been toiling all night. Now, here's what it says. Let's go. We toiled all night. Nevertheless, verse five, at your word, I will let down the net. Nevertheless, at your word, I'll let down the net. And when they had done this, they caught a greater number of fish that their net was breaking. So they signaled to their partners to bring the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled both the boats so that they began to sink. And Simon Peter fell down at Jesus' knees and he said, depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. For he and all who were with him were astonished at the catch of fish which they had taken. Verse 11. And Jesus said to Simon, don't be afraid, for now on you will catch men. And so when they had brought their boats to land, they forsook all and followed him. Transition of power. Let's pray. Father, we love you today. We thank you for your word. We thank you that as, in, as we're in this time of prayer and fasting, God, I pray that there's nothing like your presence. God, we want to move aside so that we can catch all that you have for us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. In the first scripture, Jesus says, hey, listen, this kind only changes through prayer and fasting. In the second scripture, which I read to you, there's this transition between Jesus, we've toiled all night long, but at your word, we'll try the other side of the boat. Jesus, we've toiled, I feel like I'm dancing, we've toiled all night. That's kids church. We've toiled all night. I have been in my own power all night, all day. I've been trying and I'm trying to tell you I ain't catching nothing. You with me? You've been trying all day, all year, all week, last year. You've been trying You've been trying to push. You've been trying to pursue. You've been trying to get the answer. You've been trying to get the results. I've been trying. I've been trying. But Jesus, at your word, I'll throw it over. The disciples have been trying all on their own to catch what they had been hoping to catch. In our lives, so many times, you and I chase after and try to catch everything that we want to see happen in our life, void of the voice of God. But in this story, we see that Simon is on this boat, and Jesus says, let's go out deeper, and I want you to throw your net. 
And Simon goes, but in my strength, I have caught nothing. In my power, I have caught nothing. I have been trying and you're asking me to try again. But at your word, I'll try. When you look at the story, there is this tug of war between power. Ugh. I've tried with the simple word of Jesus saying, try it my way. See, in our focus today, we're talking about the transition of power. Because this kind of situation, your kind of situation, cannot change if you and I are toiling all night in our own strength. This is the reason why we're taking 21 days of prayer and fasting, because there has to be a transition from all that you and I have tried to do to all that God wants to do and all that God wants to say. There's this transition between you and I toiling in 2021 to being at the beginning of the year saying, Jesus, if you speak to me, I'm going to follow what you ask of me. I'll give up what I possess to gain what you've declared in this moment's time. And the Bible says, they dropped the net and fish were like, there was no delay. There had already been a promise from God that was released by the voice of Jesus, but had to be transitioned to Peter or Simon at the time. But Simon had to transition his own self, his own power, and release it to Jesus so that he could gain Jesus's power. Let's keep going. Last week we talked about, we said it a little bit earlier, that fasting is the abstinence of personal gratification so that we can gain what the Spirit of God has. Sometimes pride needs to be set aside so that we can get all that God has. We said we gave the purpose of fasting is that we wanted to humble ourselves before God while denying ourselves so that we can get all that God sees as the priority of our life. If you're taking notes today, cityplacechurch.com backslash notes. And again, if you're just hopping on here, tell us your name, where you're watching from. Welcome to the City Place family. I want you to write this down. In God's system, in God's economy, in God's system, watch, everything must flow from the spiritual. In God's system, everything must flow from the spiritual. We may walk it out in the natural. But if we're not careful, we'll just be walking in the natural, toiling all night, missing what God wants to do. This kind only comes through prayer and fasting. There has to be a bookend which transfers what you think you can do to what all that God can do. Or I can be toiling all night, hoping to catch purpose, catch destiny, catch answered prayer, and never see anything until I'm willing to transfer my control to what God wants to give me in God's system and rhythm of flow, the true success, the true power of our life is not done in the natural. It starts in the spiritual. So I ask you the same question I asked you last week. Why are you fasting? What's your target? What are we trying to accomplish? If I pull out the purpose of fasting found in Isaiah 58, and if you didn't get a chance, you can watch last week's uh, message on YouTube or right here on our Facebook channel, wherever it is you're watching from today. But I have to know 
that God wants to do something and he wants to change something in my life if I'm willing to give something back to him. In God's system, everything must flow from the spiritual. And in Isaiah 58, he says, you fasted this way and you pulled your flesh in and it produced nothing. But if you will fast my way, look at what he says his fast is. He says this. He says, is this not the fast that I have? I want to loose bonds of wickedness to undo heavy burdens, to let the oppressed go free. I do that so that you, you could have a place where the poor would come to your home, where the naked they would be covered by you. I'm just kind of flowing through to get us to watch now verse eight, where it says, then your light shall break forth in the morning. Your healing shall spring forth speedily. And your righteousness shall go before you. The glory of the Lord will be your front and rear guard. Verse 9 says, Then I, you shall call and the Lord will answer you. You will cry and he will say, Here I am. God says, I'm going to deal with you when you position yourself in fasting to where you give me permission to change you. I'm going to change you so that by the time you walk out, you'll be moving in the same rhythm that I move to where I deal with you. But then by the time I deal with you, you realize that I'm dealing with you so that you can deal with someone else. If someone else is naked, you cover them. If someone else is hungry, you feed them. Remember, I talked about this a little bit last week. God says, if you will allow me and if you will push yourself aside when you read Isaiah chapter 58. He's asking him, like, this is how you're fasting. No, that doesn't work. He says, if you will push aside you, the power that you possess where that brings your flesh into things. He says, if you will exchange that for my system of power, he says, I'm going to change you. And then after I change you, it's going to bleed over to change someone else. God says, let me transition you into my power. Everything flows through the spiritual. So let me give you just the practice. I wrote this down. I want you to write this down. In the practice of fasting, there is a spiritual rhythm. In the practice of fasting, there is a spiritual rhythm. Going back to Matthew chapter 17, Jesus says, you want the impact in the natural to see miracles. He says, you want to be able to speak to the mountain that's what's on the inside of you. That power rests on the inside of you. To speak to what seems impossible, that's what rests on the inside of you today. The, the ability from God to speak to the impossible thing and it to happen. He says, but you got to bring with you, watch now. He says, you got to bring with you not your own strength, not your own strength. He says, you got to be bookend with prayer and fasting. He says, you got to be booked in, bookend with two spiritual forces of power, prayer and fasting. He says, when you bring these two together, there is a spiritual transfer of power that results in your spirit and in your natural. So I just want to give you the rhythm. So did you write that down? In the practice of fasting. There is a rhythm. Write this down. Fasting and prayer has a rhythm that leads to God's transition of power. 
Fasting and prayer has a rhythm that leads to God's transition of power. Here we go. Write these down. At the heart of fasting is prayer. At the heart of fasting is prayer. At the heart of fasting is prayer. Psalm 69, 9 through 14. We're just going to read a couple verses of this, actually. It says this. This is David. He says, because zeal for your house has eaten me up and the reproaches of those who reproach you have fallen on me. When I wept and chastened my soul with fasting, they became my reproach. David says, anytime I felt a burden. And then he says, I feel the burden of your enemies. See, as a church, we believe that God is called City Place. And we have a burden for our church to win the loss, to build people's dreams and ignite their faith and establish kingdom leaders. That's our burden. That's heaven's burden that God gave to our church. There is a burden that you would have, whether it's you're carrying something, an attack of the enemy. You're like, I'm tired of this. I don't want that. Or maybe God has put a burden on your heart for your community, for your school, for your job, for what, no matter where it is. David says, the zeal for your house, the zeal for the presence of God, the zeal, he didn't say my house, the zeal for your house, God, consumes me. He says, it eats me up. All I can think about is what you're thinking about. All that my mind can consider, all that goes through my mind every single day is what is God thinking about. He says that it's consuming me so much that when I'm fasting, I'm fasting based on the burden that you're carrying. Say what, David? David says, I am so in love with you that the burden that heaven feels, I feel. Here's what David is saying. I have transitioned what my flesh would be asking you for. And David's not perfect, y'all. For what God, what the spirit of God is longing for. Are you with me? The transition of power. See, all fasting has to result in, in prayer. And he says, I am so consumed. When you read the rest, he's like, and when I bring myself into this place, I bring sackcloth and different garments because I've got to make sure that I stay connected to you. See, in all fasting, because we want to touch the spirit, right? We want to be attached to God's spirit. There has to be prayer. This kind. Jesus said, if you want to see the transition of power, you need prayer and fasting. And David says, your house, your presence eats me up so much so to where what I thought I might have wanted, I don't want no more. I want the burden that you carry. Did you write that down? Here's the second thing. Because we're talking about the rhythm. We said fasting and prayer has a rhythm. We're talking about the transition of power. I realize that your prayer and fasting and my prayer and fasting must have an established target rooted in the word of God. We must have a, an established target 
rooted in the word of God. I can't be praying and I can't be fasting for something that God hasn't designed for me. I can't be over here coveting somebody else's something and trying to pull it in flesh, trying to pull it in to my time with God. No, when I enter into prayer and fasting, Isaiah 58, I have to know the type of fast that God has chosen. That's the reason why I've asked you for the second week in a row, why are you fasting? What's your target? And then I have to make sure that whatever I'm going after God for is part of his burden. Y'all just catch that? That was from David. The zeal of your house consumes me. I want to make sure that everything that I want to see God do is a part of the Father's burden for me. God, what's your burden? That's what I'm going to fast for. There, I have, uh, my wife told you, uh, and don't forget your cards. If you just hopped on here, you're going to want to have some three by five cards because we're going to do some practical aspects to prayer before we get off uh, our, our, our online experience today. And so in my hand, I have my son's name. I have my son's name because I know that God wants my two boys to walk in a fiery relationship with him. So I'm going to pray that they will walk mightily as young men of God. My burden during these 21 days of prayer is that my boys become who God's called them to be. And it's the same for you. What has God called you and why are you fasting? So we have to establish our fasting and our target has to be rooted in God's word. Burdens, guidance, health, no matter what it is. Here's the third thing, write this down. We're talking about the rhythm that leads to the power transfer from the Spirit of God. The third thing is repentance. This is you and I coming clean. Like we come clean for the, the, the elements of our own life that God wouldn't be pleased of. We, 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 we come clean with the elements of our nation that God's not happy with. I'm, I'm sure that when God looks at us right now as a group of people, he says, why don't you pray for your community? Pray for your city. Pray for your nation. Pray for your work complex. Pray for your team, wherever it may be. We enter into a place where we say, God, I'm coming clean with you. You know, as a church, we took part of last week and we prayed for our city. We prayed for our nation. Not just what, by what we see visibly. We can see things happening, but we also pray for what we can't see. We pray for what the enemy's trying to do. And we say, God, we repent right now for the times when we were trying to handle everything in our own power. And we say, God, we extend our heart to you. There's a verse in the Bible, 2 Chronicles 7, 14, where it says, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves, like the power that you, you have, just let it go, and pray, remember, and seek my face, turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven, I will forgive their sin, and I will heal their land. I have to, anything that I would have tried to keep from God, any mistake, any mistake of my surroundings, anything, anytime I've allowed an obstacle, my busyness of life, whatever it may be, I just go, God, I'm coming clean today. I've been too busy. I've been too busy for your presence. No matter what it is, you may, you may know that. I don't know. But God, I'm coming clean today. Because I want to have the rhythm so that I can see the transition of power in my life. Here's what it says in Joel 2, 
12 through 16. Now, therefore, says the Lord, turn to me with all of your heart, with fasting, with weeping, with mourning. So rend your heart, not your garments. Don't be just ripping off the, fl the fleshly stuff, you know, just to thinking that it's spiritual. No, he says, and then return to me. For the Lord your God is gracious and merciful, slow to anger, great, great in kindness. And he relents from doing harm. Joel says, hey, come clean. Remove your own strength and your own power and turn back towards his. The rhythm of fasting and prayer. Write this one down. His worship. Second Chronicles chapter 20, 3 through 7. It says this, And Jehoshaphat feared and set himself to seek the Lord and proclaimed a fast throughout all of Judah. So Judah gathered together to ask help from the Lord and from all the cities of Judah, they came to seek the Lord. So Jehoshaphat said, we're going to pray and we're going to fast. And then it says this, And Jehoshaphat stood in the assembly of Judah and Jerusalem in the house of of the Lord before the new court and said, O Lord God of our fathers, are you not God in heaven? And do you not rule over all kingdoms of the nations? And in your hand, is there not power and might? Check one, might check one, two, check one, two. He says, God, is there not power? Is there not a transference of power and might. Did y'all catch that? He, he says, we're going to fast. We're going to pray. But here's what he does. He starts out with worship. He says, are you not the ruler of the nations? Are you not the one that brings freedom? Are you not the one that heals? So I'm challenging us. The rhythm of prayer and fasting has to include us praying has to include us having a target, has to include our heart being repented, but it also has to include declaring who God is before we see the outcome. Aren't you the one that will show up in 2021? Aren't you the one that will heal my body? Aren't you the one that will lift this burden? Aren't you the one that showed up last year and kept me? Aren't you the one? There has to be worship during prayer and fasting. And then last, there has to be the pursuit of Jesus through his word. Jesus gives us a promise. We have to pursue that promise. Jesus declares it. We have to pursue it. This kind only takes place through prayer fasting. Okay? This kind. When you go to the book of Acts, the Bible says that before Jesus ascends to heaven, he looks at all of his disciples, including a guy named Peter. It's a great read. Read Acts chapter 1 and 2. He says, and you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be my witnesses. 
We have to listen to what Jesus says when we pray and when we fast. I don't just need the outcome. You don't just need the outcome of our focus. We need the voice of Jesus, which as I close leads me back to the boat. Simon is sitting in the boat with Jesus and he says, Jesus, I've been in my own strength all night and caught nothing. And Jesus says, now, I'm already in the boat. Watch this, y'all. You're in my presence. You are having a dialogue with me. I have pushed you away from the shore. You are out on the boat with me by yourself. Watch this. Peter was in the crowd. He decided that he would push away to be with Jesus alone. Kind of like the way during these 21 days of prayer and fasting, we're setting aside the natural thing so that we can have a spiritual encounter. The Bible says he pushes away with Jesus to where it's only him and Jesus. And Jesus says, cast your net. And Peter says, Simon says, I'm trying to tell you that I've tried this all night. And Jesus says, just listen and pursue based on what I said. And Peter in that moment says, in order to experience his power, I've got to transition mine. See, in order during these 21 days to experience his power, you and I have to transition ours. Some of you, the, the year is just starting and you're still in your own strength. My question is, is haven't we toiled enough? Haven't we tried enough? I wonder what would happen if we would take the balance of our 21 days of prayer and said, nevertheless, if you say it, it'll happen. And if you notice in that story, as soon as he transferred his power, the power of Jesus was on display. Hey, come on, bring, bring the boat, bring the boat. See, when God does something, he does it in a way that impacts your natural. Watch. But he also does it so that it impacts somebody else. He could have just given Peter enough for his boat, but no. Isaiah 58, when God does something for you, he then in turns desires to see you and I do something for somebody else. Make sure you have your cards. Here's what you can expect when you transition your power to God's power. You can expect to see God break things in your life. I wrote, I wrote these down. I'm just going to shoot them out. Here's what you can expect when you allow God to fix you first by you giving up your power. Watch this. He presents us an opportunity to come clean. He breaks anything that would hold us back. He releases heavy burdens. He frees 
oppression. He breaks spiritual attacks in our life. Our house becomes a place of peace and a place where people come and they feel like they can be healed in our home. He sees the brokenhearted loved on and filled with compassion. And then he says, any moment of darkness in our life, you start walking in light. He heals quickly. He gives protection. And there's an enjoyment and a recognition of being in God's presence. All of that's found in Isaiah 58. And in that simple verse of this kind, Matthew, is only impacted through prayer and fasting. You know, as we close in prayer, and then I'm going to get ready to have my wife uh, come up here. I want to give all of us an opportunity to come clean. I want to give all of us, like Joel said, an opportunity to re-engage and return, or maybe for the first time, have a relationship with Jesus. The Bible says if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus Christ died and rose again, he comes and lives on the inside of you. And today it will be my honor to pray with you. But I also want to pray for those of you who need to come clean, but those of you who need the zeal of God to consume your house for the presence of God. I want to challenge us up to sacrifice something, give something up so that we can gain his power. I want to, I want to challenge all of us to give up ourselves so that we can gain all of God's spirit. We're talking about a transition of power. Transition of power. For those of you who are ready to meet Jesus for the very first time, I'm going to pray a prayer. And I want you to pray it after me. And then after we pray that prayer, I'm going to pray for all of you who would say, yes, Damon. Yes, Damon, I'm coming clean and I need the zeal of God. And I'm choosing that I'm going to be transitioning myself for his power. Are you ready? Repeat this after me. Say, dear Jesus, I come to you today needing you like never before. I acknowledge that you died for me and you rose again. And today I accept you freely as my Lord and Savior. In Jesus name. Amen. Come on, y'all. Can we give Jesus some praise for the decision that was made today? Come on. Can we give Jesus some praise for the decision that was made today? For those of you who said yes to Jesus, I'm going to give you two simple next steps. We want to celebrate the decision that you made. You made a major decision. We want to we want to celebrate that. I want you to fill out the virtual connect card, cityplacechurch.com backslash card. Let us know the decision you made today. The second step that I want you to do I want you to join and hop into our City Place Lounge. It's a place where you can come, meet some, some new faces, and be cheered on. And then in February, we want you to be a part of our city groups. All right, can you do that? Let me pray for those of you who said, yeah, Pastor Damon, I want to lean in even further. Father, I thank you for every single person under the sound of my voice that's coming clean with you today. And they're going to give up their strength and their power for yours. I pray that you would bless them like never before. I pray that your presence would shine on them. You would lift up your countenance to them and give them great peace. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. As my wife is getting set to come, I want to encourage us uh, right now in our giving. She's coming up here. Make sure that you get your, your cards. You want to have those in your hand. She's going to be coming up here really quick. Come on. Come on. She's going to be coming up here really, really quick. 
But we believe in be, uh, being generous. We believe in giving God uh, the first part and celebrating and worshiping him through our tithe and our offering. And last year, City Place, you were generous. We did, as a church, more than 12 service projects. Not, and I'm not talking about the ones that were a project inside of a project, but 12 projects together where we served and we gave. And so I just want to say thank you for your faithfulness in generosity. I mean, we responded to, to pandemic. We responded to major tragedy through tornadoes, churches, equipment being stolen. You responded. And I want to say well done. And so as you're worshiping God with your giving right now, we're also going to get ready to take part in a more segment of prayer. Come on up, babe. Let me pray. Father, I love you today. I thank you for who you are. I thank you for our tithe. I thank you for our offering. I thank you for those that met you today. Receive all of it as worship. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Come on. Hey, everybody. Over the last couple of weeks, we've been talking about prayer and fasting, and it's so important that we also talk about the practical aspect of what God would have us do. You know, for some of us, you've never fasted before. For some of you, this is your first time diving all the way in, or maybe even if you're honest, like me, I grew up Catholic, you would say, I don't even know if I really understand the power of prayer or how to pray. And today, we did something powerful last week. If you joined us in person, you already had a sneak peek, but if you were online and you're part of our online family, this is new for you, and we wanted to make sure that you didn't miss out. So today, we're going to be talking about the practical element of exactly what pastor's been talking about. Last week we talked about how to pray, we talked about why we pray, and today we've talked about the power behind prayer. So let's make it practical in our own lives. What you're going to need right now is three by five cards, okay? Just get a stack. If you don't have that at home, go ahead and grab a sheet of paper, preferably a piece of paper that's like white and unwritten on because we're going to actually do some practical exercises, okay? One of the, my very favorite books on prayer in my whole life taught, taught me this technique that we're going to go through today. And it's just a really simple way of how to be focused and how to be intentional during our prayer time. Here's how it works and we're going to actually do this together. So you have your cards. Are you ready? Here we go. All right. So on the front of your card, very simply, you're going to begin to just list out who or what you're praying for. That's what you're going to put on one side of the card. So I even have a card for myself. I have a card for each one of my boys. I have a card for my husband. I have a card for the main things that I'm praying for. So again, it can be people or it can be the things. If you have something that you're really wrapping your faith around these next 21 days or these next few days, I should say, then awesome. Go ahead and put it on one side of the card. What you're going to do on the back side of the card is line by line, you're going to be really specific about what you're praying for. Okay, so you might, for, for my boys, for example, I might have something really specific, but then I have other things. I want to talk about their mind, their body, their hearts, their spirit, how they're doing in school. Now, you may have a scripture that you've sunk your teeth into. You may have a life verse, something that you're attaching to that person or something that you're believing for for that situation, and that's awesome. Stick it on your card. If you don't, that's okay. What are we doing? We are creating a systematic way by which you can be specific in your prayers, by which when you are going, we can do prayer walks. I take these cards, I stick them in my purse. They pretty much go with me everywhere. And I just pray through, God, I pray for this person. And then I pray for this specific thing. And it helps really target your mind and your focus. Here's what I wanna do now. I wanna give you the next three to five minutes to go ahead, spread out your cards, really do this now. 
There's going to be some wonderful music to take us in just to let God really speak even now during this time. Let's not even pray without inviting God to teach us what to pray for. So over the next course of three to five minutes, I'm going to let you create your cards. I want you to begin to put who you're praying for these next couple of weeks. I want you to flip them over and be specific. What you will find if you're anything like me is that you know, these cards are sort of a work in progress. It's a developing uh, system here. So it's okay if you write a few things now and during the course of your time, you add a couple of things. So go ahead, get your cards, get yourself ready. And I wanna give you just a few minutes and I'll be back with you in just a moment. Okay, so now what I would like you to do now that you've taken the time to identify the who, who we're praying for and what we're praying for as you have really been able to be focused and dedicated and uh, very laser pointed. Now let's put it into action. Here's what I want you to do. Wherever you are watching from today, wherever you are watching from, I want you to stand up. Stand up with me, stand up. We're going to pray together, but I want you in motion. Now, you may be asking, why am I about to do this? Why am I about to move and pray? Two reasons. One, prayer is an active, it's an active verb. This is something that we do in motion. You know, a lot of times when we don't know what to pray, we pray like this, like God is going to just come to us. This is a participation effort. This is a participation sport. So let's get the juices running and moving in our body. And so take your cards right now, go ahead and collect them, stand up to your feet. I just want you to go and pray for what you've put on those prayer cards. I want you to say, God, I thank you. God, I declare. God, I see this. God, I'm calling these things forward as though they are, as though they're already in motion. You do that while you're walking. Just get some energy flowing. Tell God that you're ready to participate. This is an act of worship. See what God will do even now, right where you are. Go ahead and worship. Thanks for joining us. If you've been encouraged by this message, be sure to subscribe to the City Place Church podcast. And we want to hear from you. Post a picture on any of your social media outlets with the hashtag City Place Church to be a part of the conversation. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time.